Informing America's farmers and ranchers. It's Adams on Agriculture. Produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Here's your host, Mike Adams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Adams on Agriculture, day number two of the Farm Progress Show in Boone, Iowa, broadcasting today from the Syngenta Tent. And yes, uh, we are going strong. The uh, skies have cleared, the sun is shining brightly. And folks are making their way onto the show grounds. Of course, the show was canceled yesterday at noon. We lost yesterday afternoon. It rained throughout the afternoon into the evening. Uh, There's some challenges getting on as it's wet out there. But uh, the day of uh, sunshine and wind and some traffic, things ought to, uh, by the end of today and going into tomorrow, certainly be in much, much better shape. Matt Youngman, Director of Trade Shows for Farm Progress, is with us. And, Matt, I know yesterday was disappointing, but... uh, um, when we look at what could have happened and what did, I mean, we had some lightning, but we really didn't have the wind and the hail and some things that we thought we might get yesterday. Yeah, when when that started to come come towards us, I, I was looking, I was in the office and I was watching the radar and, and watching a completely different cell that was gonna that was gonna hit about an hour and a half later, and then all of a sudden, about 30 miles southwest of here in Perry, Iowa, a big red one popped up in just about two frames, and we had very little time to prepare, get the two lanes going out, but. You know, every, everybody acted correctly. We had that was supposed to at one point have ping pong size hail and 60 mile per hour winds, which fortunately it got out of its system before it got here. So, uh, you know, we only got eight tenths out of this. I'm I live three hours southeast of here, and this same front put three and a half inches at my house. So we're, we'll just be happy with our eight tenths and get it dried out through the day today. Have a good afternoon and a great day tomorrow. Of course, what you lose today and yesterday afternoon was field demonstrations. That, that's right. We're, we're, you know, maybe we can fire up the ride and drives after lunch today, and maybe we could do a little tiling demo. But I think tomorrow, you know, if we leave it alone and we don't tear it up anymore, we're going to be okay to run a really good day of demos tomorrow, which is going to make Thursday a pretty special day because the weather is going to be amazing tomorrow. Yeah, Thursday is usually a lighter crowd, but I was thinking that very same thing and standing here this morning looking out at the people, you know, those that couldn't be here yesterday or didn't come yesterday, those maybe are saying, I'll wait, let it dry out some today. I think tomorrow will be a bigger than usual Thursday crowd. I do. You know, you, we talk about that all the time. Thursday is the day I tell my friends and family to come to the show because it's always slow, but it's the same show. And so I think I think we're we're in great shape for a really good Thursday. And, and you know, we had to start on a little bit of a low note, but I think we're really going to end on a high note tomorrow. The exhibit area, now some of the exhibits, uh, <laughs> you put a lot of wood chips, they're putting a lot of wood chips down in some low areas. But once you're on the exhibit field, pretty good. How are you handling getting in and out of those parking lots? It, it's it's tough. I mean, there's no question that it's tough getting in and out. And, and everybody's everybody's working out there. We've got great partnership from all the local law enforcement, and then our team is out there giving people a little push if they need it. We've got a lot of a lot of high spots identified, so we're we're sort of picking and choosing where we're parking cars. And about as fast as we get the driest spot filled, you know, another spot gets dry enough to where we can get folks into it. So. It's going to be a challenge, but, you know, we're going to get through it. And, and I was joking with the Iowa State Patrol at 430 this morning saying, you, you watch, you're going to be calling for dust control at some intersection somewhere in this thing before it's all said and done. It changes that quickly. It yes, really it does. does. I thought yesterday when you canceled the show at noon, you, people got out of here in a pretty orderly fashion. Now, some were stuck in places in the lots, but pretty much you got people out of here in a safe and orderly fashion and people started getting me in here early this morning you had exhibitors come early yep. so they were already in here and in place so things have gone about as well as they could from that standpoint yeah you know you 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 make these plans and you write them all down and then and then when you actually put them into motion it is is the test and and you know nothing in that scenario is ever going to go perfectly because you, you gotta tell have patience you got to have patience you tell somebody to walk out in the standing rain to get out of this tent because you know that that's that's hard to do it's hard to get people to do that but but it went it went fine i'm sa- i'm very satisfied with the health and safety plan that got that was activated and and you know nobody got hurt and we're going to have a great day today and there's a lot of people it's always surprising to me how many people are willing to brave this thing to, to come in here and, and enjoy the show. Yeah, it looks like a good crowd coming today. So you think you may be able to have field demos tomorrow? That is that is the plan. Okay. We're going to run everything we can run. We have 300 acres of corn standing out there that we've got to get harvested anyway. So let's go have a great big field demo day. Well, you'll be on with us tomorrow and be able to give us that latest information. Matt, uh, to you and your crew, congratulations. You're doing the best you can under some adverse conditions. I think uh, doing a, a great job handling it all. Thank you I very appreciate much. it, and I appreciate you and having me on here, Mike. Okay, take care. Matt Thanks. Youngman, Director of Trade Shows for Farm Progress. And, again, day number two, uh, 
the sun is shining and people are coming out. Won't see field demos today, but uh, uh, there's a lot to see here on the exhibit field, and people are, are coming in as they're uh, making their way through right now. We are at the Syngenta tent. Joining us now is Dean Grossnickel, uh, agronomist with uh, Syngenta. You heard him uh, earlier this year in our preview shows uh, coming into uh, leading up to the show. Dean, good to see you again. I want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, a, a product, the new product, uh, when Acuron. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, Acuron's a new uh, corn herbicide that we launched uh, about a year and a half ago. And what's really special about Acuron herbicide is it's a uh, complex herbicide. It's got uh, four active ingredients with multiple modes of action. And when we start thinking about weed resistance, uh, glyphosate resistant, uh, water hemp, uh, giant ragweed, and some really tough to control weeds, uh, that's why Syngenta developed Acuron. Acuron does give us those multiple modes of action with different um, uh, powerful, robust rates of herbicide to control those tough-to-control weeds. How is this an upgrade over what they've had before to choose from? Uh, it's, it's an upgrade because when you think about, um, you know, especially corn pre-herbicides, one of the biggest weak spots of those is large-seeded broadleaf control. And the new active ingredient in Acuron, Bicyclopyrone, gives us unprecedented large-seeded broadleaf control from a pre-emergence herbicide. Uh, before that, there was just really nothing that gave us that large-seeded broadleaf control, and so it makes Acuron very special to control giant ragweed, morning glories, and uh, cockleburr, some of those that, that are really, really difficult to control. You need flexibility because every year is a different year, different challenges. Talk about the flexibility of this product. Yeah, that is one of the, the best things about Acuron. It does give that farmer uh the ability to, no matter what the weather happens or, or his farming practice, he has ultimate flexibility. It can go 28 days uh, pre-plant, can go uh, pre-emergence, it can go up to 12-inch corn post-emergence. You can do it in a split shot, full rate pre, you know, three quarts pre-emergence. You can do a quart and a half, followed by a quart and a half, etc. Um, ultimate flexibility for that grower so that he can uh, manage those weeds in his Farming. Where can farmers learn more about Acuron? They can learn more about Acuron at uh, www.acuron-herbicide.com. So, this is, I mean, weed control is becoming a bigger, bigger issue all the time. Right? Absolutely. So, every new tool is valuable. So, farmers are going to be taking a close look at this. If you could, if there's one thing that you would say to them about Acuron, what would be the key point? The, the, the key point is robust rates of herbicide and complex multiple modes of action. That's the way we're going to fight resistance and, and uh, keep resistance at bay going forward. All right. So in this area... What's been the biggest weed challenge here in the Boone, Iowa area this year? Common water hemp. It's going to be, it is a challenge because it's got multiple resistances uh, uh, to it. Glyphosate resistant, triazine resistance, HPPD resistance, PPO resistance. It has got it all. And the way we're going to tackle it is those complex herbicides. If we go at it with one active ingredient, we're going to select for resistance very, very quickly for, uh, say, Liberty. It's not resistant to Liberty yet, but... If we use only Liberty or only Dicamba, we will select for resistance very, very quickly. Dean, thanks a lot. What's that website again? www.acuron-herbicide.com. Dean Grossnickel, agronomist with Syngenta. Thanks, Dean. Thank you, Mike. We are broadcasting from the Syngenta tent, day number two of the Farm Progress Show, Boone, Iowa. We have leaders from the National Corn Growers and the American Soybean Association. We're going to talk trade, aid package, ethanol, and more coming up. Stay with us on AOA Adams on Agriculture. Farmers are feeling the pain from President Trump's trade war. Brent Bible Farms in Lafayette, Indiana. Today we farm about 5,000 acres and raise primarily corn and soybeans. Free trade is essential to the ag economy. This is not a war that I signed up for. It's not a war that I want to be drafted for. Our farm and many others like ours will be one of the first casualties of the trade war. President Trump, stop the trade war. Paid for by Farmers for Free Trade. TariffsHurt.com. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio. You're busy, which is great because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. <laughs> they can. Should have worn my glasses. 
So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Hey, ragweed, the fertilizer's really good over here. Ooh, better get it before that corn does, water hemp. Hey, corn, want some phosphorus? Oops, I ate it all. <laughs> if weeds are laughing at your corn herbicide, try Acuron. It silences the toughest weeds you'll come up against. Hey, corn, sorry if I got out of line. Unlike you. Get the last laugh. Talk to your Syngenta reseller about Acuron. Hey, water hemp, you're looking kind of yellow. Always read and follow label instructions. Acuron is a restricted-use pesticide. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network. We're excited to explore the topics that make a difference to agriculture. The Farm Bill, immigration reform, reducing regulations, trade, new technology, as well as infrastructure and health care. Through the year, Adams on Agriculture will originate on location from several major national meetings and events. Subscribe to the show's podcast at AmericanAgNetwork.com. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable Bed. So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information, and then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-318-7903. That's 1-800-318-7903. 1-800-318-7903. Call now. Information farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams. Well, welcome back. It is day number two of the Farm Progress Show. Uh, you know, we were just talking with Matt Youngman. Um, they're doing the best they can getting people in and out of here. But there, there are problems, there's no doubt. People are getting stuck. There, there are lines. Uh, I mean, you're in a field and you got a lot of water and uh, you're trying to drive vehicles through there, it's going to be a problem. So they're doing the best they can. I know some people are frustrated, but uh, uh, they're... People are making their way on. It's just going to take some time. By the end of the today, it ought to be pretty good, and tomorrow ought to be great. But uh, it's a challenge right now. All right. We're very happy to have with us some leaders of uh, the corn and soybean uh, organizations with us. And we kind of this is an annual event, our kind of our, our commodity roundtable. And Kevin Schoonis, president of the National Corn Growers Association. Good, good to see you again. Morning, Mike. Glad to be here. Great to have you here. And also with us is Kevin Ross, first vice president-elect of National Corn Growers. Yeah. Kevin, good to see you again. Yeah, thanks, Mike. You too. And uh, also with us is John Heisdorfer, president of the American Soybean Association. John, good to see you. Nice to be here, Mike. Okay. Um, first of all, I want to mention, Kevin, you guys are going to – Secretary Purdue is on the grounds, I'm told, and he's going to ha- be uh, speaking to a lot of folks here during the noon hour. But right now he's making his way around. He and uh, uh, Undersecretary Bill Northey are here. Uh, you're going to have kind of a ethanol rally to kind of point out that, hey, we need uh, E15 sales year-round, right? Absolutely. So the uh, Iowa Renewable Fuels Association is going to have a rally. Uh, I think we're going to be by the Sukup bins over there. And, and we're going to have a crowd there. We're going to, you know, we're going to let people know how important ethanol is to the corn industry across the nation and, and how we're working hard, you know, to get to get higher blends of, uh, of ethanol in the fuel supply. We know that Secretary Purdue is a big supporter uh, of renewable fuels, but you want to send a message to him to make sure it gets on to other people in the administration, right? A- absolutely. You know, we, I think we understand that with the uh, small refinery waivers and, and not granting the, uh, the reed vapor pressure waiver for blends over E10, there's, there's you know, some part of the administration that, that doesn't quite get it yet. We know that you know, Secretary Purdue has been a great advocate for us. I think our discussions last winter with him were on Commodity Classic. I think he certainly understands that the uh, that the corn industry as a whole, you know, really gets what the RFS has done for our industry, and and we want to thank him for that. He's gone to bat for us. He certainly uh, uh, to- towed that line for us, and and we want to again just say thank you. But you need to carry this message back to Washington. Now, in an interview. Uh President Trump has kind of indicated again there might be an announcement coming on E15, but it seems like 
he says one thing and the EPA says another sometimes. So we kind of have to wait and see. That's why you want to make sure the message is consistent and keeps getting out there. Absolutely. So, you know, we keep hearing that there might be a, a deal, a package deal that's made between the oil industry and the ethanol industry. You know, and, and with the small refinery waivers that I you mentioned just a while ago, we, we know that there's about 48 refineries out there that have been granted the small refinery waivers, 2.25 billion gallons of ethanol. Well, we believe that the oil industry has had their package delivered. We need to deliver some no-cost. These are no-cost things that the, that the administration can do for ethanol and the RVP. We need to have our package delivered now. Kevin Ross, I know that's frustrating to keep hearing officials in the administration say, well, we got to come up with something to give the oil industry, too. Uh, why, at this point, based on what's already happened, uh, they've been getting the, the waivers and uh, some other breaks? That's exactly right, Mike. You know, they've had... Uh uh, some other um, things that happened for them as soon as the administration took over. They, you know, got their exports for uh, for oil and other things that uh, uh, they've certainly been uh, favored, it feels like, in this administration. So, um, you know, we've been hearing good things, uh, been told that, that they can, you know, get E15 done and and uh, other, um, you know, other positive aspects from the, the, the public announcements. But we need to see it on paper. We need to see it actually done. We need to see follow through. Um, that's exactly what this rally is about here today. And we got—I uh, saw some uh, ethanol plant board members walking in the uh, walking in the gates earlier. And uh, um, certainly, there's there's tons of investors here in ethanol and biodiesel that are walking around these grounds today. I can guarantee you that. And uh, there's a lot of folks that you know that are uh, here need some need some relief. And John Heistorfer, uh soybean growers are, are, are watching this RFS situation as well. You want some uh, higher levels for biodiesel at well, the RBOs, right? Yeah, sure. You bet. You know, we need we need we're, we're kind of uh, we're pretty pretty young young group yet on, on the biodiesel side. So uh, we we still need still need a little help. So uh, we you know need the passage uh, and a and a long term uh, uh, tax deferment on on uh, on biodiesel. And Kevin Skunas, I mean, we wait for those RVO numbers to come out for 2019. But if they don't do something about the uh, the waivers for the uh, for the refineries, those numbers uh, don't have the same meaning. Well, when you put the final number out, and there's and there's a place in their in their program that they can put expected waived gallons, and they have never done that. If they would do that, then the final number could be closer to that 15 billion gallons. Mike, we had a meeting this morning when we first came here with uh, several of the uh, secretaries of ag of, of states and, and commissioners. You know, we, we also voiced our, you know, our, our displeasure to, to this to them, and you know, hopefully they can they can bring it forward to them too. But yeah, we we really we really need some RVP parity would would be great right now. All right. So again, Secretary Purdue here at the Farm Progress Show, and he'll be addressing the crowd at the uh, hospitality tent during the noon hour. We're talking with Kevin Skunas, president of the National Corn Growers Association, Kevin Ross, first vice president of NCGA, John Heistorfer, president of the American Soybean Association. All right, guys, let's get into the aid assistance package uh, that was announced. Um, I'll go to the soybean side. I think they're probably <laughs> happier than you corn guys are. So $1.65 a bushel. What's your reaction, John? Well, you know, uh, our, our first reaction, we, we want to we kind of thank the administration for at least uh, doing something, you know, to offset the tariffs. Um, Dollar sixty-five is a, is a good number. It's it's not a bad number. It's not a terrific number, but it'll help uh, it'll help guys get through uh, through this bad patch. I uh, I think I looked this morning, and for this fall, November, January, I could get about uh, seven seventy-five. Uh, uh, a bushel for soybeans. You know that's down two and a quarter from where we were uh, in April. So that's that's a heck of a hit. Trade deals would be better though than aid packages. Always, right? always. You know, uh, and and I'm, the president, I guess, is, is is close to having something with with NAFTA. That's what we keep hearing anyway. And uh, I'd like to see that that accomplished. And there's so many other places that we could go. Southeast Asia um, it would be another great. Uh, export customer for us okay so let's go to the corn side of the aid package <laughs> a penny a bushel we talked to dollar 65 on soybeans a penny a bushel for corn what's your reaction kevin skunas well mike you know we're we're just so disappointed in that trade package uh we understand you know uh, across the uh, across the country you know 
a lot of corn farmers are, are obviously soybean farmers, but not all of them are. And when you look at that, you know, we had, uh, we had the University of Illinois commission a study for us. And I know that year on year, maybe it wasn't quite the same as a, as a year ago. But when, when they took the price of corn before the tariffs were announced this spring to present time, you know, that showed that there was a 44% decrease in the price of corn over that time. We shared that study with uh, USDA. We uh, provided them some comments, and they come out with, with a penny a bushel for corn. And where the people might really, really need that is in some of these drought-stricken uh, areas across the country when they have no production. So that penny is going to be, you know, based on production, and if there is none, that is no that is no help at all. We, we just believe that, you know, it, it was just a... A travesty in our estimation. It should have been fair and equitable across the whole industry, uh, ag industry, and we're pretty disappointed. Kevin Ross. Yeah, 44 cents, and uh, you know, 6.3 billion dollars was what uh, that uh, study came up with for a loss. It's a big number, and um, you know, it, we certainly don't feel like they took into account uh, uh, you know any of the value-added products, whether that's ethanol or distillers grains that have, that are uh, being traded. Um, it was just a direct number number towards. Uh, you know, straight corn exports, and um, we've certainly got data that uh, uh, that that would tell you di- otherwise, and and give you different numbers than, than what they're um, th- what they're showing. So, you know, penny a bushel on half your production just doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't cut it. So, Kevin Skunas, I guess that puts more emphasis back to the uh, the E15 announcement. You can say, hey, we didn't get much in that aid package. We could use the help on the E15 side. Well, well, absolutely, and and you know. For corn, it does kind of all go back to, to ethanol. And like I said earlier, there are a couple of no-cost uh, programs that the administration can do. And one of them is to, you know, the RVB parity for blends over E10. The other one, you know, let's have some transparency and please stop the small refinery waivers. That would help a lot. So, John Heistorfer, when you... The aid package, obviously, I mean, it, it helps, but it, it certainly isn't going to be take care of all the loss that we've seen. And we know that uh, with China, your big market for soybeans, that issue's far from resolved, it sounds like. Right, $14 billion a year worth of, worth of soy products. <clears throat> you know, we, we saw uh, immediately uh, uh, April 10th when... When it was talked about, China said that they, they would retaliate on soybeans if, if these tariffs went on. And, and, of course, July 6th, that was the, the date it happened. And, uh, like I said, two and a quarter down, that's, that's, uh, that's a real hit. And you take especially some young farmers, they're going to have a tough time getting, uh, uh, if they don't have more than this, Right. They're going to have a tough time getting money for next year. Well, we got to talk about trade. we got the deal with Mexico. Wait to see what happens with Canada, some other trade issues. We're talking with leaders of the National Corn Growers and American Soybean Association here at the Syngenta Tent at Farm Progress Show 18 in Boone, Iowa. Stay with us on Adams on Agriculture. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes and you're done. To try Power Swabs risk-free, call 866-504-0276. That's 866-504-0276. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 866-504-0276. 866-504-0276. It's time for a market check here on Adams on Agriculture. I'm Rusty Halverson from the American Ag Network. In the grain and oil seed sector on this Wednesday, we are trending higher once again in the wheat futures, 11 to 14 cents better in Chicago, a dozen higher in Kansas City, Minneapolis spring wheat trending 7 to 8 cents higher, soybean futures trending 3 to 4 higher an hour into the day after a positive overnight trade. New crop November soybeans etched out a steep daily decline on the charts yesterday. 
Bean Bears keeping their foot on the accelerator towards a potential test of major support at 826 and a quarter. Minor resistance for November lies at 853 and a half. December corn extended lower yesterday. The bears continued to press on the market. We're a fraction lower on this Wednesday morning. There's little technical chart support of significance for the December contract until 350 and a half. That'd be the low from July 12th. For livestock at the Merck in live cattle and in feeder cattle, we've had a Wednesday mix. August live cattle up a dime at 107.90, but the back months 15 to 67 cents lower. We're waiting on cash cattle activity in the central and southern plains. Opening bids should start off around 105 to 107 on a live basis in the south, asking prices around 111. In feeder cattle, September down 72 at 148.80, back months 70 to 95 cents lower. Lean hog futures trending a nickel to 72 cents higher with the cash being called steady on this Wednesday. Outside markets, a narrow mix. The Dow down 12, NASDAQ up 24, S&P up 3, October crude oil up 51 cents. You're listening to Adams on Agriculture, presented by the American Ag Network. I'm Rusty Halverson. I'm here to tell you that your options for getting out of debt have never been better. How do I know? Because I'm Howard Dvorkin, the founder of Consolidated Credit. For nearly two decades, we've helped over 5 million people just like you. And every time we help someone, they all say the same thing. Why didn't I call sooner? If you owe too much money on your credit cards and you feel that you'll never be able to pay it off, don't wait. Simply pick up the phone and find out what our Freedom Quest program can do for you. Reducing your payments by up to 50% is just the beginning, but you have to take the first step. When credit card debt is the problem, we're the solution. Call Consolidated Credit now. As soon as you call, the hard part is over. Call Consolidated Credit now. 1-800-489-7204. 1-800-489-7204. That's 1-800-489-7204. 5701 Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Licensed debt management service provider. Vermont and New York Banking Departments. Maryland 49, Oregon DM80031. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now back to Mike Adams. All right, welcome back. Farm Progress Show 18, day number two here in Boone, Iowa. Folks still getting in uh, out of those wet, muddy parking lots uh, and getting here as best they can. Uh, No field demonstrations today. They hope to be able to do so tomorrow. Uh, The weather forecast is good. We have sunshine, cooler temperatures. It almost has the feel like when we had Farm Progress Show at the end of September years ago. It kind of feels that way today, uh, but another nice day expected for tomorrow. Uh, Secretary Purdue's on the grounds. He'll be speaking during the noon hour. I'm sure he'll be talking a lot about the aid package. We've discussed that. I'm sure he'll also talk about uh, the U.S.-Mexico trade deal. We want to get into that now with Kevin Skunas, president of the National Corn Growers Association. Kevin Ross, first vice president-elect for National Corn Growers. John Heisdorfer is president of the American Soybean Association. All right, Kevin Skunas, U.S.-Mexico. Mexico's a big market, so obviously... We're kind of waiting for the details on this and waiting to see if Canada now comes in. There's talk that could happen yet maybe this week. How do you feel about what you're hearing and seeing so far on this? Well, we're we're obviously uh, very excited about Mexico and, and having a handshake deal with the, with the U.S.-Mexico trade agreement. And, you know, it's uh, zero tariffs again, so we're, we're kind of back to where we were. We're modernizing what was NAFTA, if, if NAFTA is going to go away. Uh, we hope that... Uh, that Canada does come to the table, uh, gets to the bargaining table, and starts talking. We know that uh, some of their some of their uh, ministers uh, cut some uh, uh, trips short, so they come to Washington D.C. and tar- and start talking. Uh, our ag commissioner Doug Goring this morning from North Dakota said that he had had some telephone calls, and and I think I think these are going very well because they are our number one export market for U.S. corn. And we're, you know, we're very happy. We're a favored nation with them. They, they'd like to keep trading with us. But we, we would certainly like to have a trilateral agreement rather than just a bilateral. And if we can get that done, I think that would add a lot of certainty to the corn market. And Kevin Ross, until we see all the details, I, and I'm, I'm trying not to be skeptical here yet, but while there's excitement to get a deal done, it remains to be seen, 
did we gain anything over what we already had with Mexico from an agriculture standpoint? Yeah, it was going to be tough from uh, from certainly corn and uh, many of the grain standpoints to, to really gain a lot out of this deal. But and that was really our uh, you know our discussion the, the entire time was try to hold ag harmless and hold uh, uh, hold us in the same position that we've been in in the current NAFTA deal. Um, you know, ag, ag was a winner in that deal, and, and there's no question about it. And we uh, you know we wanted to get back to that same type of parity. So we're hearing good things. Uh, as soon as we see the details in the uh, inked paper, we'll be a a little bit more secure about it, and hopefully the market reacts to that too. And we know there's some areas of agriculture that needed some help on NAFTA with dairy and the produce and some things like that. But overall, John Heisdorfer, I mean, if we get back for most of agriculture back to where we were before all this started, that that would be a, a good thing, uh, just not to lose what we had. Because even though I know the president talks about how bad a deal, in his opinion, NAFTA was, for much of agriculture, it was a good deal. Yes, and, and you know, we enjoyed that for for several years here and uh to lose that was was devastating like like kevin said before you know uh corn growers grow soybeans and a lot of soybean growers grow corn so uh you know we we see both sides of that and uh you know it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of different trade partners to make up for china and and let's start out let's start out with mexico Mm -hmm. yeah china you have to be concerned because there doesn't seem to be an end in sight to to that uh, negotiation. That's no, I on. think, you know, uh, when, when July 6th hit and uh, the tariffs went on, we lost a certain amount of, of trade and we'll never get it back. Yeah. You know, farmers have worked and spent, you know, a pile of money over the last 35, 40 years to, to get that market. And uh, we, I'm, we're going to lose some. I think it's going to take my son the rest of his life to get back. I want to talk about that, Kevin. Uh, that's, the, that's the question we don't know yet. Through all of this, what what damage has been done and how long does that damage last well absolutely we we know that whenever you lose a market you know you might that you might never get that market back again and we have to work hard and we hope the trade aid program you know invests you know quite a bit of money in our export market you know we have map and we have fmd market access program and foreign market development you know let's let's bolster up those programs so we can go ahead and find new markets because there are markets all over the all over the world. You know, the, there's countries that you know are are food uh, uh, are are not food dependent, and they they count on uh, imports to get some of their food. And, and we'd like to be those markets. Let's work hard on that and uh, and get some of those new markets taken care of. Kevin Ross, do you worry that through all this these trade tensions that are going on, that we've opened the door for competitors and that it's make it that much harder into the future? Oh, I think we clearly have. Uh, you know, as soon as you as soon as you have any uh, disruptions in, in trade, um, there's always somebody sitting there waiting at the doorstep trying to try and displace your products. And, uh, you know, for us, whether it's the, the grains, the uh, distillers or ethanol or in the meats, you know, and, and soybeans as well, I mean, there are there's always somebody else there, a uh, different country, ready to move in those markets. And, you know, it's one of the beauties about trade is, it, is that we are in a world market today, and, and it's also one of the drawbacks that when we have a disruption like that, it, it uh, you know, it causes an issue. Grain will move. It will get to a different spot. But these relationships that have been built over uh, many, many years take time to rebuild and, and, and move to a different country or to a different place. And, and uh, you know, it's all about efficiency and where we can get the most profit going to different places. And a lot of that's been built for a long time. So, uh uh, it's tough. A lot of other countries are, you know, every other country that has product to, to move is working on the exact same things we are. So always somebody waiting at the door. Also joining us now is Davey Stevens. He's the vice president of the American Soybean Association. Davey, thanks for joining us. Well, glad to be here. Um, let's talk a little bit. What kind of bring you up to date? <laughs> Somebody's trying to get a hold of you right now on the phone. <laughs> uh, your thoughts uh, on uh, the aid package, $1.65 a bushel. As a soybean grower, what did you think of that? Well, we were we we're glad to get something, and with the disruption in our market, which is a little over two dollars, and we're, we were take we were on the spear of that, uh, just like we've all been on the spear of different things that have come our way, you know, whether it be us with with soy, I mean, our you know the corn our corn with uh, RFS, so we were glad to get that. Uh, with us getting half of it right now, it makes me think in the back of my mind, are we getting close to some kind of deal? You know, maybe possibly in the future. Uh, it was good news on the NAFTA deal, you know, what was a handshake that we hope that parlays into something more solid, its own paper, and, and can get that market reestablished. Hopefully Canada will come back out. I know 
I'm, I'm like these gentlemen here. I raise soybeans, but I also raise corn, and there's a concern for both of those markets. You know, I was talking with someone about this the other day, and Kevin, when you talk about a penny a bushel for corn, and everybody points out that, you know, soybeans have been most directly hit on this, but yet all the markets went down <laughs> over the, uh, you know, the, the negativity and the tensions and everything. So you might not have seen the, the, the direct impact soybeans did, but it still impacted the corn price. Well, absolutely. I, th- I think like Kevin Ross, you know, mentioned earlier, we certainly have a lot of value added, you know, uh, products that, that were affected. You know, we we were on the cusp of, you know, exporting an awful lot of ethanol to China. They, they want to go to 10% ethanol in, in China to try and clean up their air. You know, so all of a sudden there's a 75% duty on ethanol going to China. Well, that, that closes off that market instantly. We also, you know, they, they've been a, a great market for us on the dried distiller's grain. What's left over from a kernel of corn after we make ethanol? Well, that, you know, that market has dried up, and you know, also. So we've got all those markets that, that have dried up, and, you know, exports for ethanol have been very important to us because, you know, we're using as much as we can in the U.S. for our fuel supply, but we also need to export. So, you know... We believe that corn has been damaged way, way more than a penny, and, and we're like to tell the uh, administration that. Okay, let's switch to Farm Bill. Uh, after Labor Day, they're going to get right back at it, and uh, there's the hope that it can be done by the end of September. Kevin Skunas, what do you most, from a corn grower standpoint, want to see in this Farm Bill? Well, certainly we know that uh, NCGA's, National Corn Growers' uh, number one priority has been a robust crop insurance program. And that came through both the House and the Senate pretty well unscathed. We'd certainly like to see an emphasis on that. Uh, the other, the other things that we have going for us is the uh, Title One, the ARC, and the PLC. We know that they'll they'll come through pretty well un, un, unscathed. You know, there's not going to be a lot of a lot of differences. We'll use a different uh, uh, yield program. We'll probably use RMA instead of NAS. But I think, as we've been talking today about trade, one of the most important parts of the uh, new, of the Farm Bill is investing in the export markets, the uh, MAP and FMD, the Market Access Program, Foreign Market Development. We want to see that, the, uh, the dollars in that investment stay there. Kevin Ross? Yeah, uh, Kevin hit uh, most, of the, most of the major points for national corn. Uh, the other one uh, that I think you know so a lot of times gets overlooked, though, is the ag research dollars that are in, that, uh, in the Farm Bill package. And uh, uh, those are a lot of broad-based dollars, but uh, a lot of those dollars come back into our state, in particular here in Iowa, going to the Iowa State University and, and uh, a lot of other uh, land-grant colleges and the, and the research projects go there. And those you know, directly benefit the grower in a lot of different ways in the long run. Um, research dollars always take time, things like that. But, uh, you know, Kevin hit the main ones for us. Crop insurance being held harmless is certainly the key for, uh, for the growers out there that uh, we hear all the time. But um, a, lot of, a lot of things in, in a farm bill package that, um, you know, a lot of folks are unaware of. You hear about the main, the main items in there, and there's just so much more to, uh, to a farm bill. And, and um, you know, it's going to be good and key to get that thing done by September 30th. Davey, from a soybean standpoint? No, I concur with the thoughts of, of Kevin and, and Kevin. And uh, and so we're really concerned about just what they brought up. Um, uh, I'm glad Kevin Ross brought up about the research because the University of Kentucky, we do a lot of research with the University of Kentucky, just as all the land grants across this uh, country are. But one of the things, you know, uh, Kevin Schooners is talking about the, um, uh, the MAP and FMD. You know, we've been asking for that doubling for the last few years. So out of this new package it comes along yes that's great to help establish those markets but we've also got to maintain them so we would like to see a doubling of that map and fmd that once we establish those markets we keep them in place as we move forward in trade all right we need to take our final break we're at the syngenta tent here at the farm progress show in boone iowa talking with leaders of the national corn growers and american soybean association we'll come back and wrap things up stay with us on aoa adams on agriculture We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. 
If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable bed. So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-318-7903. That's 1-800-318-7903. 1-800-318-7903. Call now. All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you wanna give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Hey, ragweed, the fertilizer's really good over here. Ooh, better get it before that corn does, water hemp. Hey, corn, want some phosphorus? Oops, I ate it all. <laughs> if weeds are laughing at your corn herbicide, try Acuron. It silences the toughest weeds you'll come up against. Hey, corn, sorry if I got out of line. Unlike you. Get the last laugh. Talk to your Syngenta reseller about Acuron. Hey, water hemp, you're looking kind of yellow. Always read and follow label instructions. Acuron is a restricted-use pesticide. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. So into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to un Starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Farmers are feeling the pain from President Trump's trade war. Brent Bible Farms in Lafayette, Indiana. Today we farm about 5,000 acres and raise primarily corn and soybeans. Free trade is essential to the ag economy. This is not a war that I signed up for. It's not a war that I want to be drafted for. Our farm and many others like ours will be one of the first casualties of the trade war. Stop the trade war. Paid for by Farmers for Free Trade. TariffsHurt.com. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-4538 immediately. That's 800-955-4538. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And publishing will and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything, editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-4538 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-4538. That's 800-955-4538. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-955-4538 for your free author submission kit. Information farmers and ranchers need to know. 
Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams. All right, we're at the Farm Progress Show, Boone, Iowa, in the Syngenta tent. Joining us is Randy Cool with the Syngenta, who's got a big smile on his face because I said, we're going to talk about Acuron. And our other two guests here, Kevin Schoonis, president of the National Corn Growers, and Davey Stevens, who's vice president of the American Soybean Association, both immediately said, well, I use Acuron, I use Acuron, so you can't beat that, Randy. <laughs> Testimonials, right? Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Tell us about conditions in this Boone, Iowa area uh, and uh, what uh, growers have been dealing with here. Sure, it's been a little bit challenging uh, around Boone. Um, we got off to a great start. Uh, you know, crops got in pretty timely. Uh, corn was looking good. Uh, then we got a lot of rainfall after that. Uh, challenge things a little bit. Uh, if you get around the side here, around the Boone area, you'll see uh, quite a few of the fields are yellowed up a little bit. We had quite a bit of nitrogen loss uh, through that. Uh, but overall, uh, I think the crops look fantastic. Those growers, besides our two guests here, the growers in this area that have used Acuron, what have you heard? Uh, we've had great results uh, with Acuron. Uh, the nice thing about uh, the Acuron, it gives us a lot of flexibility. We can do pre-emerge up to 12-inch uh, corn for post-emerge, so we got a wide application window, and that was important this year uh, with all the rainfall we had. Uh, a lot of growers decided they just wanted to get the corn planted and worry about their weed control maybe a little bit later. And so that gave us a lot of flexibility with the uh, Acuron. And then, you know, with all the rainfall we've had too, it's nice to have a lot of residual out there in that soil for the water hemp control. And uh, Acuron's been holding uh, great uh, for water hemp in the corn. Has it turned out to be the upgrade that you've talked about? Yes, it has. Uh, you know, with the Acron, we've got uh, four active ingredients in it, and uh, three of those uh, active ingredients uh, or modes of action are effective on water hemp, uh, which has given us great control for that. Uh, you know, it's the most of any product in the industry without doing a bunch of tank mixes of some sort. The other nice part about it, if you get north of here a little bit, uh, we run into some giant ragweed. Uh, more mare's tail, things like that, and Acuron does a really nice job with that, too. A grower thinking about it, hasn't used Acuron, but thinking about it, what would you say to him? I'd say give it a try, uh, just like uh, the two gentlemen here that uh, you mentioned before. Why, uh, you know, Once I think a grower tries it, uh, he'll be very impressed with it. Uh, the nice thing about it, you know, we know that uh, you know, early season wheat control is very important. Uh, once you lose those bushels at the beginning, you can never get them back. So, uh, you know, I think growers kind of miss that a little bit. Uh, you know, they might go with a little cheaper program or something a little different. But uh, by using Acuron, we get those weeds controlled early. We don't have competition with uh, moisture, nutrients, light. Um, also, even leaf orientation. I mean, there's a lot of talk about that, too, for weed sensing. But you can never get those bushels back. So Acuron does a great job from the start and uh, continues season long. How can growers get more information on Acuron? Uh, they can stop by our tent here, and uh, actually this morning I'm by the uh, Acuron uh, booth area over there, so they can stop by and talk to me, uh, stop and talk to their local retailers, or they can go to uh, www.acuron-herbicide.com. All right, very good. Thank you, Randy. You're welcome. Thank you. Randy Cool, agronomist with Syngenta. All right. <laughs> That couldn't have worked out any better for you, could it? I mean, <laughs> both of our guests. <laughs> yeah, really. Acuron. We should have had you guys get the testimonials. That's <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back with Kevin Schoonis, president of the National Corn Growers from North Dakota. Kevin, uh, when will harvest get going, or have you started any harvesting yet? Well, uh, we, we have not. You know, okay. most uh, most of the wheat's off in North Dakota. Wheat right. and barley is, is off. Uh, you know, ac actually, uh, our farm is just uh, corn and soybeans now. I would expect that, uh, you know, that last week of September is probably when we'll start. To, just year after year, no matter uh, no matter what it looks like in end of, end of August, it seemed like you know that last week of September will get going. And you know we've had a we've had a pretty good year in North Dakota. I think we uh, we probably had real nice conditions through the about the middle of July. You had a dry spell though. Yeah, right? then we had a dry spell. Um, you know, probably probably took a little off the top of that. Uh, uh, yield, but I, I think we're still looking for a good average to hopefully a little above a, of average yield. And you know, farmers need that now with these commodity prices. It's uh, it's uh, you know very very important that the that the yields are there, which of course exasperates the problem of yeah. low of low prices. Davy Stevens in Kentucky, are you underway yet? Yes, we started this week, and hopefully we'll start with our soybeans in a couple of weeks. But our state is 
we've been really dry in the western part. I live on the Mississippi River. There's four counties that hit that, and I'm one of them. But as you move up into the state, up into central Kentucky, they've been getting a good amount of rainfall, and they, they're looking at a real good corn crop and bean crop. But as I flew in here yesterday or two days ago, whenever we got here, I noticed when you get into the air, I'm seeing a lot of the hot spots, that what, what I call in our area, due to the lack of rain. And, and then once the plane was circling, you can just see the lush fields, and you can tell exactly who was getting the rain and who couldn't from the air. So it's interesting that they're dealing in spots up here, like some of my counterparts in the Iowa soy have told me, you know, getting rain and, and, and not getting rain. So it's, 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 it's so funny that you think everyone's getting rain because you are, and five miles down yeah. the road, that person didn't get a bit. Well, hopefully you'll both have a good harvest. Before I let you go, uh, Secretary Purdue here, you're going to have a chance probably to talk with him. Kevin, what's your main message to Secretary Purdue? Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a big thank you. You know, Secretary Purdue has really, has really stepped up for the corn growers on on the ethanol side. Um, you know, want to want to say thank you for doing that because he has gone to bat with us against uh, most of the administration on some of these things. But we also, you know, can't can't forget that there are things that agriculture needs also. And we're gonna we're gonna tell them that uh, corn growers are pretty disappointed in this egg package. You know, it it it, it could have been better. We'd we'd like to we'd like to see the the logic that went behind this but but we're going to give him a big thank you for for standing up for us and and tell him to take the message back to the administration that uh, we need some help here out in the countryside and davy from a soybean standpoint message to the secretary well we'll we'll get we'll give him a big thanks a too. bigger thank you a bigger <laughs> thanks yes <laughs> a, big a bigger thanks so uh, i might need to go before kevin yeah. <laughs> uh, but no but but share you know that that this is a market you know our deal with china this is a market that has been cultivated over 35, 40 years. And since about 97, I think we were at about 400 million we were sending to China. And fast forward 20 years, it's 14 billion. So how important that is. We kind of backed ourselves into a corner by not having more markets and just putting all our eggs in one basket with China. But, you know, hopefully these other markets are being developed and, and we can get something done to, to keep that moving forward and for the soybean farmer. Well, guys, thanks for joining us today. We've been talking with Davey Stevens, Vice President of the American Soybean Association, Kevin Skunas, President of the National Corn Growers Association, Kevin Ross, First Vice President-Elect of National Corn Growers, earlier John Heisdorfer, ASA President. Guys, thank you both very, very much for being with us. Appreciate it. Mike, thanks for having this forum for us to uh, to, to tell you what's going on in agriculture and, and air some of our uh, grievances. <laughs> We appreciate your time. Please reach out anytime, Mike. Okay. We'll wrap things up tomorrow from the Farm Progress Show. Join us on Adams on Agriculture. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network. We're excited to explore the topics that make a difference to agriculture. The Farm Bill, immigration reform, reducing regulations, trade, new technology, as well as infrastructure and health care. Through the year, Adams on Agriculture will originate on location from several major national meetings and events. Subscribe to the show's podcast at AmericanAgNetwork.com. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes, and you can do it at DoIHavePreDiabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio, you're busy. Which is great, because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. (laughs) They can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test, because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff, even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover keytar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.